Now locked into Chisels, what's going on, people? It's your boy KO. Yo, what's the word? It's your boy Flair. We're back again. <laughs> now you're locked in, geez. <laughs> yeah, we apologize for the long delay. But the, th- the thing that happened was this guy over here. Hey, hey, look. What? what? You d- are you going <laughs> to tell me you didn't run off to some uni outside London? <laughs> it's not my fault, man. Whose fault is it? Look, yeah, it did. No uni in London had my course, so I had no choice but to go up to Bolton. So. That's a lie. <sighs> Anyways, God sees my heart. Okay, yeah, it's all about God anyway. So it's but hey, I'm back now, so we can do yeah. this next episode. So, um, yeah, I just want to just bless God anyways, like, because if you were to realize of our two um, podcasts before, the quality wasn't that really <laughs> good. It was an AMR, a phone recording, up so we recorded it. Room. Yeah, in phone. my room, in my room. <laughs> but I just thank God now, we're up in church now, we've got mics, we've got a mixer. So this recording should be crisp and nice. So yeah, keep it locked, in it? Yeah, but before we get into the topic, I just like my brother Kale to lead us in prayer. Oh, you want me to pray? Yeah, man. <laughs> Alright, then short and sweet. Um, Father Lord, I just want to just give you the praise and glory and adoration, not yes. for what you've done, but for who you are. Um, we're about to do this podcast, Lord. You just be with us before, be before and after us, Lord. Let, I pray that your Holy Spirit will come down and give us a revelation, Lord Jesus. Amen. Tell us and speak through us, Lord Jesus. Let our flesh begin to decrease and your spirit begin to increase. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Yeah, today we've got quite an interesting topic for you. It's all about Christianity, being a Christian. What does it mean to you? But before we get too deep into that, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go on a short break and we'll leave you with intro by Flame of of his first album entitled Flame and we hope you're blessed by it. Yup yup. Just hit my heart for a second, man. I wanna reach the lost, but if the lost think they got the cross, and everybody got Christ, then I guess nobody is lost. Welcome. Yo. If everybody following Jesus, man, then I guess we all saved. Hey, but this can't be true, man. When everybody's screaming Jesus, hold it down. Yo, we know who we are. Yes, we know where we live. True. Nowadays, everybody claim to be God's kids. It's so ashamed, cause they don't really know who God is. Uh-huh. But yet they claim they fame came from what God did. No. Everybody's riding the Jesus bandwagon. But they like this loose fit, like me with my pants sagging. I ain't trying to get rich or I would do secular rap. I spit Jesus for the fact that he's better than that. So if the money's not coming and the mic went out, would you still rep Christ if your lights went out? Furthermore, if they started criticizing, they never finished the race. Then were they ever really visited by Jesus' great version? That's the question that I propose. It's odd to see you claim God smoking optimal. My greatest weapon is death, dog. So y'all can't hurt me. Jesus wasn't afraid of a little controversy. Listen. Matthew 10, 34. Jesus' own words. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Christianity is an extremely disruptive force in the world. Welcome. 
Okay. That was a deep, 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 deep track. Serious, man. But Flair, tell me what you think about that. Yeah, I think he touched on a really important aspect because the fact is a lot of people claiming to be Christian but they don't really understand what it means to be Christian. I mean, if you go on the street and you ask someone, oh, what, I don't know, what's your belief or what religion are you? They're quick to say Christian but then when you go, when you ask them to get deep into it, they, they have no explanation. So I just think it's a good thing we're addressing this topic today so people understand and we hope they're enlightened. Yeah. But yo, KO, why don't you introduce our guest? You know, yeah. Yeah. Before we be spontaneous, I just want to just introduce. We're so blessed to have three guests on the show. So blessed, man. Not one, not two, but three. Three. So I would like to that take. That the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I would like to take the honor and the privilege to introduce our first guest. Our brother in Christ, <coughs> Mr. LK, aka Licky. I love you, What's going on, people? How you doing? God blessings, God blessings. Big up all my people, East London, Hackney, Lancaster. No, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Bolton. <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> and secondly, a child of God, Jay Wonder, aka Jeffrey. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm glad to Humble be here. Humble guy, honoured. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, God bless. <laughs> Last but not least, our brother in Christ, Brother Tossin. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a privilege and an honor to be invited here. And I pray that the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, Amen to that. So well, we're going to kick kick off this topic by K.O. I believe you found some interesting... Yep. Yo, you know what, yeah. <coughs> we're going to be spontaneous topic of today's podcast is called what does it mean to be a christian and i was up on the internet and just doing a couple of research through the bible as well through the bible as well um and i just want to just read what i've actually got so you lot bear with me um it goes some people think that to be a Christian means you can't see movies, that you can't dance, can't have a drink, or that you can't have any more fun. That isn't true. Christianity isn't about rules and regulations to follow. It is about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament times, God gave the law which had to be followed precisely. There were instructions about clothes, food, what you could or could not do on the Sabbath. What you had to do in the temple, how priests were to carry out their functions, how strangers were to be treated, how people were to be punished, etc. All these things were to be observed properly and precisely since all of them affected their standing before God. That was in the Old Testament times, but now we have Jesus and the requirement of the law are no longer necessary for us in order to please God. Being a Christian means that you are changed on the inside, not controlled from the outside. It means that your heart has been changed by the presence of God. It does not mean that you are required to go church, required to pay tithes, required to be good, required to do anything in order to stay a Christian. It means you desire to do those things because you have been changed. Yeah, um, so Brother LK, what's your take on the literature that my boy just read? <laughs> to 
be honest with you, yeah, I kind of agree with that as a, a um, hundred percent. Saying how Christianity is more of a relationship, which is basically what he's saying there, which is yeah. not about you. Um, oh man, I gotta go to church today because my mom is dragging me. Oh man, I gotta pay tired because I'm a Christian. It's not the way forward. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's about having that relationship, knowing why you're doing certain things, and understanding the reasons why you call yourself a Christian, basically. So I kind of agree with that 100%. Cool. So yeah, Jay Wonder, um, your take as well? Yeah, I agree with it as well. I'm thinking, you know, um, Christianity is a relationship. Based on that, I can only shed so much light onto what I believe, but um, onto what I see Christianity as. But I'll let you finish before I go into my <laughs> take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bro, Tosin. Yeah, I totally agree with what um, K.O. said regarding Christianity and um, he says something which I want to shed a bit of light on he said Christianity it's not all about you know having fun any longer but if I must say to you Christianity is fun itself yeah. Yeah. having a relationship with God is fun itself now who says fun is in humanizing who says fun is in <laughs> drinking who says fun is in the world there is no fun in the world it's all punishment it's all punishment covered with making it look as if it's fun but it's not fun at the end of it it's punishment at the end of it is you know it's doom at the end of it is death yeah. you know when death is brought to you as life you receive it wholeheartedly that's just what the world is all about so Christianity is fun it's really fun I agree with that and I pray that the Lord will bless you more in Jesus name Amen Okay, Jay Wonder, I've got a question for you. What does it mean to be Christian to you? Christianity. I break it down into two things. The first being love and service. Whereby I see Christ, when he came down on earth, he continually loved, he continually served others. And that's what we are to be Christ-like. Right? And in that, we have to continually love. He gave us two commandments. Mm. To love the Lord our God with all our hearts, mind and soul. With our entire being, basically. Mm. And to love our neighbor as we do ourselves. So in that, I see, I see Christianity as love. And in loving, you serve another person. In serving, you love. Right? Because Jesus, when he went about washing his disciples feet he showed his love that was a service you have to humble yourself in christianity to serve mm, yeah. others and the second thing basically um that i see christianity as is faith because mm. the bible describes the righteous as living by faith that's all we mm. know to live by mm. we are the righteousness of god the righteous of god and therefore we just live by faith we are the just of god and that's all we do yeah Okay, brother LK, same question. Same question. Yeah. Personally, I see Christianity, as I think as I said before, and as um, Jay Wonder said, is a relationship and also being Christ-like, because the means of Christianity is being Christ-like anyway. That's yeah. how they got their name, because they were following and doing exactly how Christ was doing. That's how they were named Christians. And I kind of see it as, basically, whatever Christ did, you kind of follow that example. So you kind of look at God, look at Christ anyway as your example, and you follow that example. Well, no, it's not going to be easy, because... 
you know, <laughs> Jesus was Jesus, you know what mm. I mean? But it, it's it's something you strive for anyway. You, he was perfect, so you strive to be perfect, you know. He yeah. loved, so you strive to love people, mm. no matter how hard it would be, because people are going to step on your toes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of strive to love people. And I see relationship as a sense where it's you and God. That's what it means to me. It's basically myself and God. There's nobody else involved. It's not um, a religion. It's not uh, a set of rules I've got to follow, but it's more like Christ telling me or Christ showing me the path or Christ showing me what I'm supposed to do as a follower of him. That's how I kind of see Christianity um, from a personal point deep, of view. Um, Brother Tosin, what do you think makes a Christian? Mm. What makes a Christian? Looking at the world we are today, the world has gotten it wrong. Definitely. The church has gotten it wrong. The people of God has gotten it wrong. Because we think that guy that comes to church all the time is the true Christian. We think that guy that comes with this sober looking face pretending to be only looking face is the Christian we think that gentle going guy that guy that is just so humble yeah it's not about humility me but that, <laughs> no 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 no, 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 no you, I'm not talking about your brother Jeffrey but the way we would the way we target when you see a brother in church who is so active like you know he's this person that talks a lot funny and stuff like that you see the same another brother in the church who is gentle who is always sitting alone who doesn't talk to anyone who is only portraying this holy than thou look then we say oh this brother looks so wayward he can be a christian that brother that sits alone must be the Christian. There, we've all gotten it wrong. That's mm. not the main definition of being a Christian. Who is actually a Christian? Christianity, it's all about service. Christianity, it's all about what you can sacrifice. It's all about sacrifice. Now, if you cannot sacrifice on earth, how can you sacrifice? How can you sacrifice to God? Now Christianity it's all about me seeing you in need and me coming up to help you. Christianity it's all about giving. Not giving because I was molested or asked to give in church. No, it's giving because I know that I need to help. Christianity it's all about all sacrificing, crucifying my body, crucifying my soul and my spirit to God Almighty. It's all about going the extra mile. For Jesus Christ. It's all about going out there and bringing the lost sheep home. That's what Christianity is all about. It's not all about coming and putting on some holier than thou look. It's way further than that. It's not all about coming to the church and just lifting up holy hands and going out there and doing dirty stuff. No, that is not what Christianity is all about. It's not, it's not all about what you look. It's not all about your dressing. It's not all about the way you look. It's not all about the way you shave. It's all about you and you yourself. What is inside of you. So in a nutshell, I would say Christianity, it's all about what you have to offer. So just to uh, touch on that giving thing, yeah. Um, the Bible does say giving and shall become um, given back unto you. Um, many churches have got it wrong because I don't know. It dawned on me one time. Sorry. <laughs> now I have to say this: it's many churches, yeah, have gone and say give and it will come back to you. Give, give, 
um, talking about giving to the church, giving money, but it's actually much beyond that. If you're giving to a charity, you're still giving. It'll still come back to you. If you're giving to someone else on the street that needs money, you're still giving. If you go, I don't know, sacrifice and go and cook some food for somebody that doesn't have any food, you're still giving. Mm. So that is still a sacrifice, still a giving. You're giving on to somebody and it will still come back onto you. So I just want to see, try and break that mentality of only giving to the church because it's not yeah. only giving to the church. Although it's part of it, but it's not only it. So yeah. I just to clarify that. Sorry. Can I just say something there? Yeah. Yeah. Giving and it shall come back to you is a law. Mm. Standard, yeah. It's a standard law that can work for anybody. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. Uh, an unbeliever can give standard. and it will come back to him. Simple Straight. Life. It is the word of God, and it says the words he has spoken will not come, come back to him void unless they accomplish the purposes they've been sent to accomplish. Mm. Jesus Christ said it. It was mm. his words written in red letters. Give, and it will come back to you. Good measures pressed down, shaking together and running mm-hmm. over, shall be returned unto your bosom. Mm. So they were the words of Christ, and it has been it has been said out. So now anybody can give, and it will come back to them. Mm. But what is your motive behind your giving? Mm. What is behind you giving out? What is that thing? What what was what you had in mind? Many of us give in church because we want it to come back to us. Sure, exactly. it will come back to you, mm. but there is no reward for your giving. Sorry, brother. <laughs> there is Same. no reward. It will come back to you, and that is all you've got. That is all what will do what will happen to you. But there is no reward. There is no record in heaven for what you've given. Mm. Because the motive at which you gave out. The Bible said, giving not grudgingly, but wholeheartedly, because God loves a cheerful giver, a cheerful giver that can give wholeheartedly. So when Christianity is all about giving, it's all about giving, not because you want it to come back to you, but because you want to give wholeheartedly. And you want to help in need. So okay. that's basically doing right for the right reason, then, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, deep, 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 deep stuff. Um, I also researched some more stuff now, but this one is entitled Regeneration. So I'm going to just read it. <clears throat> and you let's just tell me what you take on this. It goes, Regeneration means that there has been an actual change in a person when someone becomes a Christian by trusting in the sacrifice of Christ alone for the forgiveness of his sins. Then the Holy Spirit has come and lives in that person because the person has been changed from the inside. He does not desire to do those things that are contrary to God. Therefore, he will naturally desire to go to church. He will desire to be good, to be honest, etc. How does not go to church or be good or to be honest in order to be a Christian? How does these things, how does those things because he already is one? It means that those things he desires to, to, to do change. He wants to change and wants to please God from the inside. So being a Christian means that you have encountered the true and living God and that you have undergone a change in your heart and soul. It means that you are not restricted to the laws of right and wrong. And in order to please God, because you cannot please God by what you do, God will only find pleasure in you through Jesus Christ. To be a Christian means to follow Christ, to desire him, to fellowship with him, to be indwelt by him and bring glory to him in your life. In one sense, there is nothing anyone can do to become a Christian. Everything necessary is to become and to to become and be a Christian has been done by Jesus Christ. Mm. 
which is why he exclaimed, it is finished, in John 19.30. Amen. <laughs> but I'm sorry you guys, but I'm going to have to cut you off there, and I'm going to have to go on our break. And when we get back, we're going to touch more on regeneration and more stuff about being a Christian, hold tight. But we're going to leave you with... I'm sorry, you were saying something? No, 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 no. That's what leave them with something. <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna leave you with a track called A Different Kind of No More by Cam off his latest album, The Platform. And we hope you're blessed by it. This bit's kinda weird, but what's really weird? Some people call me weird. Am I really? Sometimes I'm the eyeball, I don't fit in. Cause I refuse to smoke and take a sip of him. I've been called a square, a geek and a nerd. Four eyes and too skinny with the legs of a bird. When they look at me, they laugh, but when God looks, he smiles. They consider weird, God sees his child. Saying to them it's normal, but I call it foul. Normal to me is reading the word to know how. To glorify God in a place called here and now. I'd rather be a different kind of normal. Normal. I used to care what they said about me I used to, I used to think normal was a thing to be Ooh. But normal to the world is not normal to God I'd rather be a different kind of normal Normal to me now Steady following Christ Normal to me now Giving in my life Normal to me now Spreading God's word I'd rather be a different kind of normal I don't have an Escalade on 23s. I drive a 97 Galant sitting on 13s. Trust me, I'm not against the blessings that God brings. Car payments higher than mortgages to me is crazy. I'm trying to figure out why. I'd rather take these money and catch up on all my time. And if I'm holding, how should I use that dough? Stay fly, no lie. I should feed the pole. What's normal to the world is not normal to me But it's strange cause so many of y'all are just like me Maybe we're not the weird ones one day we'll see I guess I'd rather be a different kind of normal Ooh. I used to care what they said about me I used to think normal was a thing to be But I don't care no more but normal to the world is not normal to God I'd rather be a different kind of normal Normal to me
was deep a different kind of normal straight up man yep I don't, <laughs> I don't get why people when they see Christians they call them weird or boring just cause oh yeah we don't get drunk with you we don't go raving <laughs> and whining on girls like <laughs> but life ain't all about that though there's so much more to life than that you have to understand and I like what Cam said you call yourselves normal and you, you think we're weird but we call ourselves a different kind of normal then because what we do we say as normal but because our views and our perspectives are different from yours you think we're weird but hey hopefully holy ghost conviction <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man so um okay yeah what's your take on what i just said before we actually went on a break about regeneration mm. Regeneration, regeneration. Unless you want me to read again. No, 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 that's cool. It's no. quite serious because you said something in the beginning how um, they become a, a new person, it's a different person, and they have that encounter with God, basically. Yeah. And that's like kind of how I see regeneration is that divine encounter. And the Bible says it's like um, it's only God that calls His own. Obviously, God knows who's His own, his and own. He calls His own. Yeah. So it's like. Funny enough, when you think of it, it's quite deep because it's like God knows his own already and it's like <laughs> certain people that's already been excluded but, you know, God willing, everybody gets saved but I kind of agree with that. It's like, once you have an encounter with God, once you call yourself a Christian, once you fully let go, mm. it's that divine encounter that you have with God that, I don't know, what can I say, like Moses had with God. It was divine encounter because he's now started following his purpose, started following God to a full extent. Um, it reminded me of something in First Corinthians uh, 15 that I just want to quickly read. And it's all about believing in the resurrection that Jesus actually did die and mm. raise him up again, which is the beginning of the whole regeneration, which is like, let me just read it. Now I remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you as the first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and the appearance of, oh, the appearance to Sippus, I guess, and then the twelve, and then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom is still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. So it's like you can see how, basically how I would say regeneration, well it starts when you believe that Jesus Christ did die and he rose up again on the third day and he is now alive and he is now living and he is now the king in heaven that is you know, interceding on the right hand side of God. So I think regeneration starts from there. Once you believe in that then and you kind of hold fast onto that, then your life now begins to transform into a life that is more Christ-like. Yeah, it's true. Okay, um, Jay Wonder. You're familiar with the three stages of of salvation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Re, uh, remind me. Uh, there's justification, sanctification, mm-hmm. and glorification. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you mind just running through that first? Well, how can I how can I say justification? Well, with justification, basically, we're all justified through Christ by the blood of Jesus Christ. Right, so um, 
within justification, most people look at it as I, um, a new believer has to be justified because um, of their works. That's how they most people would look at it. Like, and it would be like, okay, I need to do certain things in order to qualify myself. But as as um, it was read, we don't need to do that. Jesus has already done that for us. Yeah. Now, sanctification. That's the second one, right? Yeah. Sanctification. Um, what I see sanctification as is a separation unto God from worldly things. That's how I see sanctification as. So, within Christianity, that's where the regeneration comes in. Within sanctification, can we um, can we um, sanctify ourselves all the time, or is it in a place where we need something? Is it in a place where it's about fasting and, and you know prayer that we begin to sanctify ourselves? That's how I see sanctification as a separation from worldly things unto God. You know, you're sanctified, remain unto God holy, right? And the third one is glorification. glorification. Now, glorifying God means that you do everything to honor Him. And glorifying God, the way I see it, is that everything that's in the Word. You hold um, the, the argument sees at the word of God. Basically, if you have a situation and you've got two opinions, two sides, once you go to the word, everything is finished there. That the word is heavier. The word of God is heavier than anything else. That's how I see glorifying God. So in all those, you know, that's a whole transformation in itself because you've got the three and you've and you've now you you're, you're you've become complete. That's how I see it as as a complete transformation because you've been changed through Jesus Christ. He's the one who you're relying on, not your works. Then you're completely letting go of the things of the world because you love God. Thirdly, the word the word is your final authority. That's all. Yeah, that was deep. That was deep. What's your take on that, Brother Tosin? Sorry about this cough. <laughs> yeah. Looking at it, actually, they are woven into each other, and they they are attached to each other. Yeah. He has said it all. Justification. When you become a born again, as a born again, it's when you give your life into Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's when you're born again by the Spirit. Now, you become justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. That means you become a partaker of the death of Jesus Christ, the benefits of the death of Jesus Christ. Now, the death of Jesus Christ is for the whole world. It's not for those that have not realized what he, what he died for. Because what's the benefit of me eating out of what you have if I don't know what that stuff is you get me not until when you're born again that's when you get from the benefits of the death of Jesus Christ so when you give your life to Jesus Christ then you're justified by the blood of the Lamb that's the blood of Jesus Christ so justification is everything has been blotted away everything you have done in the past has been forgotten you are now justified you are now free you are now, you are now set. Um, um, 
what did I say? Um, acquitted. You understand me? That's what I see as justification. That's the three stages of salvation. When you are saved, you are justified from all sin. Mm. Now, sanctification is the next stage. Whereby, when you are justified, you are not asked to go and sin no more. To live a holy life. Mm. To live a life that is worthy of emulation. To live a life that is worthy of giving glory to God. You understand me? When, 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 when you are justified, when you are being set free. Okay, let's take a scenario of a court section. And after going through a series of trials and trials, and when the juries come and they say, the verdict is not guilty. And when the judge declares you uh, discharged and acquitted. Now, you don't go out there to commit another crime. Because when you commit another crime, you're back in the court again. Yeah. So when you're, when you're declared discharged and acquitted, the next stage for you is to go out there and start living a life that would not send you back to the court. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is the period of sanctification. Now, that is whereby where Christians start living the life like Christ. The Christ-like, as the Bible promised us. And what is the Christ-like? Number one, trying to move away from the world. It's not easy though, but you just have to do it. Move away from the world, move away from the worldly things. Mm. Those things that are, they look fun though, but they are not fun because at the end of it is death. Moving away from it. They're not going to glorification. Now, when you now live this holy life, when you now live this life, this sanctified life, then you will be glorified. God will be glorified in you. That is when the glory of God begins to show forth in your life. When you have met up with the requirements of justification and sanctification, then that is when people will begin to see the glory of God in your life. That's when the period of glorification comes. That is when things will begin to come and that is when Jesus Christ will begin to be the master of your life. Everything you do will be under the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes charge and control of your life. Things you say, things you listen to, things you see, things you watch, things where you go to, places you find yourself, the gathering you find will show the glory of God in your life. So the glorification of God comes at that stage. Amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the silence, dude. <laughs> Trying to take it all. Yeah, man. Should we um, move on to the tools? Yeah. Okay. What do you think are some of the tools that Christian needs? Christian yeah. needs. Yeah. Boy, it's funny enough. I, I I love this topic. It's one of my favorites, like. Do I mean it? Of course, man. Then we will do one. Um. Yeah. If we go to Ephesians, chapter six. It talks about, I think, the basics anyway. The Bible goes, put on the full armor of God so that you may withstand the wiles, the strategies. 610. Yeah, 610. <laughs> Chapter 6, 610. And, but I love the, um, the way Amplified puts it. Let me, re- let me read the Amplified. 613, actually. Yeah, 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 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, 12. It's 613. It's 11, it's 11. <laughs> but then, um, so I'm going to start before then. Yeah, put on all of God's yeah. armor. Okay. Verse eleven. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy, ah, uh, the armor of a 
heavy armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up his boundless mighty. Oh, shame, I was reading 10, my bad. Put on the God's. Sorry, I went from. 11 to 10 sorry man oh, wow. <laughs> 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 I got I'm still tired man ah, sorry my bad let me take 11 put on the whole God's whole armor the armor of the heavy of a heavy armed soldier which God supplies that you may be able to success- successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the seats of the devil um, and his strategies there's deceits there's schemes there's wiles, wiles there's man different virgins give different things of mm. what the devil can do and it's like God gives you these armors to stand against it now if mm. you continue reading um, he, there's what like six if I'm right if I'm correct he goes for we do not wrestle against f- oh that's a big topic on its own for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood um, contending only with physical contending with only physical com- opponents but against deep oh my god depositions against the powers against the, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of the present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere and he goes, therefore, put on God's complete armor, for that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And have done, and have having done all, the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand, stand therefore, hold your ground, having a tight, tighten the belt of truth around your loins, and having put on the breastplate of integrity and um, and of moral rectitude and right stand with God. And having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness, my God, Amplify killed it, uh, the readiness <laughs> produced by the go- good news of the gospel of peace. Lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith, upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one, and take the helmets of salvation and the sword of the spirits, whilst which is the word of God. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreat. To that, to that end, keep alert and watch the strong purpose and pers- perseverance in uh, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. Now, there we have a whole lot of weapons there. And the funny thing about it, anytime I talk to someone about it, I say, what is the only weapon that is there? Everything else is to defend yourself. There's only yeah. one weapon there, which is mm. the sword, which is the word of God. Mm. And right. how do you use the word of God? You use it in prayer. You use it to confess. You decree mm. something using the word, and it shall be established. The word of God is also Jesus Christ as well. So I remember I did a sermon one time. It was um, say the word, which is God. And then mm. when you put in Jesus' name, God is the word as well. So you've just doubled the amount of power you've put behind it. Mm. So that's basically the tools and God has given us. So you've got the words God's given us. You've got prayer God's given us. And that's basically the armor. I've got a question. Yeah. It can be thrown out to any of you three. Yeah, yeah. Right. You said that the armor of God yeah. is our tools. Is the armor of God the only tools that we have as a Christian to use? Can the Holy Spirit be counted as a tool as well? Mm. Anyone can answer that question. It's thrown out. Now, um, talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His own God. I love Holy Spirit. It's another, it's another <laughs> topic <laughs> on its own. But talking about the Holy Spirit as a two, mm. the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't really call it a two. Okay. Why is that? I wouldn't really call the Holy Spirit a two because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that enables you or gives you the power to use the yeah. two 
Okay. The tool has been provided for you to use, but if you don't have the power to use the tool, That's or if you don't have the manual to use the tool, you can't use the tool. So the Holy Spirit is the enablement mm. behind or in you, giving you the power and the manual to use the tool. It's kind of like your batteries, then, isn't it? Like when I have my Bible, thank you. It's just like the batteries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it like the batteries? Are it's even more than the battery. Yeah, it's a power supply. It's like a generator on its own. Generator when the power goes out. You get me? Like, I could read my Bible, but if the Holy Spirit mm. is not interpreting the Bible to me, then... So yeah, something just hit me. Can I just read something? I think it, it backs up what you're saying. Um, verse 10 of Ephesians, it says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him, that strength which He boundless... Uh, which he boundless mighty provides so basically um, backing up what you're saying that he is the tool he is the thing so if you don't draw your strength from him you can't use the tools basically yeah. mm. backing up what so you're saying as, um, back to what I'm saying yeah <laughs> sorry go on <laughs> um, the tool if I read my bible I need the Holy Spirit to interpret mm. what I just read because to every word in the bible there's a striking meaning mm. Mm. but if you don't have the spirit of God in you you will only get the literature sense the surface, yeah. of the Bible. Once upon a time, I used to love the Bible because of the storylines. <laughs> Straight, man. I used to love the Bible. Like the, yeah. I remember there was a time, I am a senior brother, we had this competition within the house. We go to our corners and we just pick up the Bible. Like, man, this has got stories. <laughs> Joseph and his brothers. Oh man, they came down to bow at last. Come on. Interesting <laughs> stories. But there is a spiritual meaning mm. to every story you read in the Bible. Mm. And the Bible is a tool. In fact, it is it is the basic tool a Christian needs. It is the basic tool. As my brother said, he said that is the only tool you have to fight. Every other tool is a defense Defense, tool. But the only one that is an attack is the word of God. So I think, and the attack tool Mm. is like the main tool. Mm. Because if I hold on a breastplate or a shield on a battleground and I don't have a sword, I could guide Mm. all the sword of the of the opponent mm. but there is a probability that the sword could eat me mm. because I don't have a sword to fight back yeah. you understand me but if I have a sword to fight back there's a probability that I could eat him first mm. before he eats me you understand what I'm trying to say now mm. now the word of God is the basic tool but we need the Holy Spirit inside of us to interpret or to give us the true meaning of what the word of God is to our life to bring it down to our everyday life to bring it down to the you know to the life of the congregation to interpret Mm. it to us what it actually means so I will call the Holy Spirit the power source Mm. not the two Hence the name of um, the sword of the spirit isn't it so you need the Holy Spirit to actually use Wait, can I just back yeah. add something to that as no, well? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because cool, cool. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, faith is actually <laughs> underlying everything you just said. Because yeah. if you don't have faith, you can't use any of it. Because um, it's called the shield of faith. Mm. So if you can't yeah. put up the faith, you can't use the word. Because you've got to yeah. defend yourself, then use the word. Yeah. There's um, some revelation my brother had, my younger brother, it was deep. Wow. And it's like, 
if you don't have faith, you can't use neither. Because if you don't have faith, you can't use the shield first. Neither can you use the word. Yeah. And in order to use the word, you've got to have faith. So first, if you pick up the shield of faith, then you can actually use the word to actually defend yourself and attack the flaming darts, as the, as the Bible will say. Oh, yeah. Funny enough, though, faith is by hearing the word. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of... Yeah, exactly. how you just correlate. But, yeah, um, towards um, K.O.'s question, um, I, I saw the Holy Spirit not as a tool, yeah, but if you can sort of imagine, like, a man preparing for battle, mm. right? I see the Holy Spirit as the guidance, the other man teaching the, um, the young man to use a sword, yeah. to use a shield, you know, not not an actual tool by himself, yeah, yeah. but, you know, going about to teach him how to use one and, you know, how to defend himself. Yeah. But without that, then the Holy, you know, it's just useless, you know, he can go about hitting anyone, you know, yeah. go, go about stabbing anyone. Mm. So that's how I see the Holy Spirit. Okay. The funny thing, Holy Spirit is God anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, so, <laughs> so it's, it's God is, he's like, I don't know, it's karate kid, you know, you got the sensei, right. where he's doing, he's doing thing, you know, wipe right. and wing, wax and wash, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's basically what God is telling you to do. So yeah. it's basically read your word so that you may become stronger Strong. as a person and you use the tools appropriately and how it's supposed to be used. It's so funny when we have God mm. and God is still telling us to do these certain things before we can get to this certain thing. Mm. You get me? Yeah, yeah, he's God. He he could just make it happen. Of course. At a click. Okay, why do God wants us to read the word of God to fight battles? Why can't he just stand up from heaven and fight our battles for us? Mm. You understand me? <laughs> he's God. He's God. We are his children. <laughs> you understand me? And that is where and that is where we're missing it in the church today. The mm. church don't don't want to go through it. Mm-hmm. But they want the quick answer. Yeah. They want the yeah, microwave yeah, blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't just happen that way because the microwave blessing doesn't really last long. Mm. Mm. It gets cold mm. easily. But the one that goes through the process, mm. the main process, lasts longer. Mm. That's where the church is missing it today. We all want to come to the church and say, Father, fight my battle for me. And we all go and say, Father, fight mm. my battle for me. But the two, we need to fight, fight the battle. battle. We don't mm. want to know anything mm. about it. Yes, God will fight the battle for you, but I'm sorry to say, the battle will not just stop coming. Mm. Mm. Because you have not learned to stand up for yourself. Do you understand me? Exactly. If I'm still a kid, <laughs> take this scenario. Take this scenario. I am a small <laughs> child. Someone is insulting me out there and I run down to my daddy every day. Daddy, 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 daddy. My daddy comes out, fights that person. But my does, will my daddy be with that person all day long? Mm-hmm. No. One day I will go out again and I will meet that same person mm-hmm. and he will whack my bum and I will come <laughs> back again. Daddy, daddy, daddy. But the day I decide to stand up for myself and stand say, Mr. Man, man, listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me, I'm not having any of this any longer. That day is the day it's going to stop. You understand me? And I think that is just what we Christians need today, to stand up for ourselves. Enough of, yes, God fight my battle for me. God is the one who's going to fight the battle Mm. for us. But we need to go through the process. We need to know what it entails to fight Mm. the battle. Mm. 
You understand me? Yeah. We need to know the word of God. We need to know what it entails, what the battle is all about. How can I be fighting a battle? I don't even know what the battle is all about. Mm. I don't even know what the battle is, mm. where the battle is coming from. I don't know. I just they, they just got a prayer point in church, but uh, this battle fighting, and I keep I on nodding my head. Mm. I think we've spent me. enough of time wasting mm. wasting our time, and yeah. this is the time to be productive. Yeah. Let sure. us go deep into the word of God because that is the only word to fight the battle mm. of life. I see, yeah. do, uh, doing that, when you call it prayer, you don't understand. I kind of see it, because I think it's a couple of days, happened to me a couple of days ago. And I was like, hold on, wait, this don't normally happen to me. And I kind of realize, hold on, wait, I'm praying prayers, I don't understand. Not not I don't understand, I understand what they are, but I'm praying prayers on myself. So I'm like, Lord, scatter my enemies. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then now I get attacked because I'm not calling enemies to myself. Do you <laughs> get what I mean? It's like you're calling onto them, if you get what I mean. And to back up what you said about being kids, um, what I was researching was like, is, um, a passage, Hebrews 5, 12 to 14 says, for three by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God you, you need milk not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the words of righteousness since he is a child but solid food is for the nature is for the mature sorry for those who have have their power of discernment trained by consistent practice of distinguishing good from evil so this is like a distinction between a child and a man in Christ so mm. it's basically being a child you're always drinking milk yep. drinking milk as brother Tosin said he's saying how you know one day you go out you're calling on your dad to come and fight your battles but one mm. day you need to be mature do you know what I mean you need to stand yeah, on the yeah, word yeah. and actually once and for all fight your own battles yeah. do you know what I mean eat meat you know, mm. instead of drinking milk that's what it's Get about yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Straight, man. Uh, then another thing I realised Yeah, as you can tell, we're in the church. <laughs> yeah. uh, we ain't gonna allow sugar coat anything. Yeah, man. Um, Pastor called uh, one of our, our guests. Brothers. One of our guests to go and buy cherished chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. We'll, when he comes back, we'll come back to what he was saying. So but, okay, guys, guys. I got a question on the throat. Just throw out there. Anyone can answer. Even UK, if you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What are the signs of a like of a Christian, a proper Christian? Because mm. what happened was that um, I get certain people because they say, "Oh, you're not doing this certain thing, mm. or you're not doing that certain thing," so you can't call yourself a proper Christian. Like, for example, I don't want to step on no toes here, but mm. I, let's say Jehovah Witnesses, because mm. they go out and they evangelize. I mean, mm. praise God for that. But then when they see like a Christian. It'll be like, cause you don't go out there as much as we do mm. evangelizing. You can't call yourself a proper mm. Christian. You can't say you're doing God's will. Mm. What's What's your take on that? Absolutely, unless Jehovah's Witness and Christian, they're two separate things. Mm. As in, because I live with things. a Jehovah's Witness <laughs> and a Muslim, and one day we had a little clash in the house. Not necessarily a clash, but it was like we talk about our beliefs basically. Obviously, mm. they don't believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Well, they don't believe Jesus Christ. They believe he came to death, but they don't believe he rose. Um, Muslim believe that he's a, um, a prophet. I believe he's the Son of God, and I believe he is God. And we mm. had a debate on that. But as signs of Christians, do you know what? To be honest with you. <sighs> sounds of a convict uh, sorry sound of a Christian to be very honest with you is, is, is personal I will say it's more personal because you um, for instance myself okay let's take myself and KO for instance he dresses differently to what I do do you yeah. know what I mean? He wears particular things the way I do. Many people will look at him and say he's a jamal or be to <laughs> sorry, yeah. so like, it's true. Many people will look at him and say he's not a Christian, look at the way he's dressing. He dressed like a fuck, he dressed like this. But to be honest with you, that's that's his nature, that's who he mm. is, you know what I mean? It's got nothing to do with Oh, a sign of being a Christian. I would say a sign of Christian is living or being directed by the Spirit. 
So you can tell someone, whoever's been moved by the Spirit or directed by the Spirit, is you can tell with somebody that is, um, is, is a sign or the holy living. I don't know, it's more like holy living, being moved by the Spirit, I would say is like a sign of mm. being One a sign, sign of Christian. I would yeah, say. like what Elke was saying about, I think the way you carry yourself, mm. because when you're a Christian, now, yeah, the way you carry yourself will be totally different from the way someone in the world will carry themselves. Say for example, in the world, they like to what? Go to the pub, drink, get tipsy, get drunk and do silly, silly, stupid things. But you know, as a Christian, it says in the Bible, don't be drunk of wine, get drunk of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Obviously, you won't do You won't do anything that's, 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 that's dumb, isn't it? So, I think the way you can identify a Christian is the way they live their life, the way they talk. I won't per se say the way they dress mm. to a certain extent maybe to a certain extent, but yeah. because for me like LK said me I'm comfortable with my baggy combats my trainers my hoodies my my hats and yeah, that I remember one time yeah, yeah that's one thing I know about people nowadays humans love to judge yeah. I remember one time I was going to college now and you know it's, it's cold so you put on your hood in it just to yeah. cover your ears <laughs> I was walking out and then there was a woman in front of me now she must have clocked on she must have knew that I was walking behind her in it but I wasn't intending to take her purse but when I was walking when I was walking she held her purse oh, wow. and stood still oh, wow. Wow. and waiting for me to walk wow. forward wow. <laughs> God, it's yeah. deep isn't it so I won't say when it comes to clothes I won't say to a certain extent I won't say mm, it determines a Christian mm. because me personally I feel comfortable wearing my combats and my trainers and my joggers same as LK he's more casual he wears his shoes Suits, sweet jumper <laughs> suits and stuff like that so I say hmm the way you can identify a Christian if you're the signs is the way you talk the way you act mm. the way you see things the way you perceive the world that's what I think anyway the way I see it is basically yeah you're correct. By their by their fruits you shall know them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I'll, with um, I want to read from what's it, John 15. That's just Jesus talking about the vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's linked to that. I was going to go there. Like, yeah. And he says, um, from the Amplified Version, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, that cuts away, trims off, takes away. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of, its, of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear unless you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit however apart from me cut off from vital union with me you can do nothing now stop there and then you go and connect that to Galatians mm. 5 mm. 20, 20, 22 to 23 
He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, yeah. meekness, temperance. Yeah. Against such there is no law. You know, so those, that's what I see in Christianity. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, that's what, and I think the whole thing about proper Christian, it shouldn't be used. A Christian is a Christian. Yeah, that's straight. it. A Christian is a Christian. You yes, know, you're not going to say, <laughs> "I'm going to be," um, you know, Christ, "I'm going to try and be proper Christ-like." Yeah. You know, there's no that. There's just I'm Christ. Yeah. That's it. There's no such thing as proper. Some Don't people say there's something like a born-again Christian. I'm not a Christian, but I'm a born-again Christian. No. <laughs> Who's a born-again Christian? Is that you're a Christian? Mm. You're not simple, yeah. Or you're not. And if you're a Christian, then you're born again. Yeah. So use the word born again or use the word Christian. Mm. Don't, don't kind of you match yeah. them up together and mm. make you feel like... You're one of the holy, 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 and the time to make the people realize that mm. Christianity is not a joke thing. Mm. It's not a, it's not just a thing where anyone can just profess out of their mouth. Mm. I think a time is coming whereby when you ask some people and they say they are Christians, we should be giving them slaps. Like, you deserve a slap. You deserve a slap. Who says you are a Christian? What do you know about God? What do you know about Jesus? Or because your mother was born in the church, or because yeah, you were dedicated yeah. on the eighth day, doesn't actually make mm. you a Christian. A Christian is someone who is who lives according to the law of mm. Christ, who lives according to the law of God, mm. and 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 um, born again Christian is just out of it. Is either mm. you're Christian or you're not. Yeah. Is either you're Christian or you're not. And uh, what he just said in Galatians chapter five, I've always said it the fruits of the spirit I think that is what will get us to heaven at the end mm. of the day that is what will get us to heaven at the end of the day because I used to say something I think it will waste time when God will say on that day um, K.O. what did you do on earth and you come and you start telling stories I think God will get bored of stories <laughs> on that day because there will be a lot of stories to tell a lot of people have done a lot of things <laughs> on earth <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have done a lot of things on earth and some people even went to the stand of saying God will play a video of your life <laughs> and when you get to heaven and you see what you turned the day you stole and no one was there the day you fornicated uh, I don't know I've never seen rapture before but I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> to be quite honest because I, we all get bored it's not even God yeah. I will get bored <laughs> I will get bored I will get bored I will get bored of seeing all those stuff you know and you know you might mm. even get dirty when you start seeing someone when he was having fornication yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that in heaven <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you understand me but mm. that day the spirit within you will make its mm. own way. The spirit within you will make its own way. And there's the spirit of God. Now, don't let's get this twisted. A man cannot be without a spirit. Mm. And there are only two existing spirits. Now, if you don't have the spirit of God living in you, then you have the spirit of the devil living in you. 
you understand me so there is no I am I, I, I go to church but uh, I cannot just find my way around <laughs> drinking I still feel like drink. no you've not actually invited the spirit of mm. God into your life you understand what I'm trying it's either the spirit of God or the spirit of the devil and now when you have the spirit of God the spirit of God will find its own way on the last day mm. and the spirit of the it's devil will attract yeah. will find its yeah. own way on yeah. that day are you getting me? So there is no, I don't. There's no LCD player. There's nothing. <laughs> or LED. You, two screen one. The spirit within you. With subtitles. The spirit within you. Now, let me just break it down further, and I don't really want to take our time. Mm. There's the gift of the spirit, and there's the fruit of the spirit. Mm. Yeah. Now the gift of the spirit is for our use here on earth. Yeah. Speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. vision, prophecies. It's for our use here on earth. Would you call that part of the tools as well? They're not tools. They're not tools. They're just gifts. They're just gifts. They're just for the edification of the church. Yeah. A funny thing, the Bible says you will know in parts. Even the prophet says it's only in parts. They're just for the edification of the church to to, 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 to give or sign and a realization that Jesus Christ still Mm. lives. When I prophesy and say things start to come, that shows that the power of the Lord still exists. Mm. When I see vision and I see things that are going to happen, that shows that Jesus Christ is alive. When I speak in tongues and the interpretation of tongues comes forth, you understand me? Mm. They're just gifts that God has given unto us. But um, the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is that is that thing actually that will get us to where we're going mm. to. And I think that is what determines a Christian at the end of the day. I think that is what determines a Christian at the end of the day. And that is what will get us to heaven. Okay. Fruit of the Spirit. Jeffrey, you got... Yeah, I just want to add one thing. Ram- round it up after you. To, um, to the fruits. Now, we see these, you know, I read out Galatians 5, yeah. right? But then, um, I want to go back to the faith that I talked about yeah. earlier. And the one definition that I've got of faith is faith is a practical expression of the confidence that you have in God. Mm-hmm. It's a practical expression of the faith of the confidence that you have in God. Now the reason I talk about faith is that Jesus Christ as he lived here on earth, he continually walked in miracles. You know, he was not seeking miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like a, a place whereby, you know, he he had to do something in order to get miracles. I see faith as a place sometimes that we have to get to because Christians as ourselves, sometimes we don't know ourselves as much as we, as, as we are. We don't know how much God has gifted us with so much of who he is. Mm. Now in faith, we get to walk like Jesus walked, even better off because it says that yeah, you shall do greater things. Now it sh- it's not a thing whereby we're seeking miracles. It's miracles are part of us because we're living in faith. You know, these things are part of us because we are walking in Him continually. And I think, I, I think you know, th- those, those things are quite important when you're kind of talking about Christianity as well. That, yeah, you know, um, faith is important, but you've got to consider the other things as well. So they all come as one. You can't, you know, you can't talk about one more than the other. So that's, how, that's all I just wanted to say. Oh, well... Oh, my head's full right now. <laughs> Too much stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, Kale, why don't you like round things up? You know, 
round things up. Kind of like drop a little summary. Yeah, um, what it means to be a Christian. Um, as we said before, it's like it's a transformation from the inside out. And as we said before about the signs and the tools, <coughs> tools. Um, there's one thing my mum said. She said, um, every time before you go out the house, always equip yourself with the armor of God so you can withstand the wiles of the enemy. We all know that this is the domain of the devil. This is the devil's playground, the world. It was sent from heaven above to here. So we should equip ourselves with the armor of God so we can just withstand from the wiles of the enemy and all the tricks and the plans, whatever he has. And once we have that, then everything should be cool. But um, the tools, as Uncle Tossin, Brother Tossin said, hmm, the Holy Spirit. It's more like a power supply. He's 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 everything. I say without the Holy Spirit, you can't do nothing. <laughs> That's it. It's that Holy Spirit now, yeah. Like um, one of my good uncle Eto said, without the Holy Spirit, you can't get to heaven. Because it's that Holy Spirit that causes that conviction for you to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, so you can be get to heaven. So. I say to cut the long story short, without the Holy Spirit, you can't do nothing. I don't think you will be a Christian. Mm. It's kind of funny because when I think of it, yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Sorry, that no, just popped into my head now. First reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. So, can I just quickly read that? Is that, yeah, is that sure, cool, yeah. Man. Um. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be, um, sorry, ununiformed. You know that when you were pagans, you laid astray and mute idols. However, you are, you are uh, sorry, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaks in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus Christ is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just wanted to point out, point out that you see how. Jesus is our mediator between us and God. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Holy Spirit is our mediator between us and Jesus. Because without Him, we can't get to know Christ. And mm-hmm. Without Christ, we can't get to know God. It's how they. Inside said that without the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm just having people understand the Trinity. Like, come on. But yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, I reckon today was a nice session. What do you say, Flip? It was. I mean, it feels good being back. You know, far too long. I hope you all lots were blessed by it. Um, thanks again to our wonderful guests, honorable guests, honorable LK, Jay Wanda, and Bro Tosin. To pray more anointing in this journey, Lord will be your supply, will be your fuel. That when you do fall, the Lord will get you back up, give you the strength to re-energize y'all. Um, okay, uh, KO. Should we like give them a, a hint of what's going on in the next podcast? Oh yeah! Oh my so. days! Okay, the next podcast is one of the hottest, hot, hottest topics now, at least relating to use Anyways, is it right? The question again. 
Um, is it right for a uh, gospel? It's a lot of questions. Is it right for gospel, a circular producer, to produce for a gospel artists? And how about a gospel producer producing for circular artists? And is it all right for a Christian to listen to circular music? But hence, I got it's under an umbrella. <laughs> we know that okay, then circular music is bad. Like hip hop and stuff like that. That's just promoting money, sex, and girls. But what about songs that talks about life? One of those songs Baby like girls, what about huh? guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and guys, guys, guys as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We look at girls. Let's not get sexist now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah girls and guys. guys yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> my neck. But yeah, what about what about those? Um, songs that talk about life. One of them ones like, okay, I woke up this morning. It was a nice sunny day. I feel great. I feel good. Is it bad to listen to them type of songs? And another question: Hi. <laughs> Is it wrong to buy a gospel album or a gospel singer from a circular artist? I got loads of them. You can't tell me it's wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but those are just a few questions. That we have for the next um, episode. Stay keep tuned it tuned in. and keep it locked in to hear the rest of the questions. And we're going to still have the same guests as we had before. We need them on this one, Steve. <laughs> so <laughs> keep it locked. Yeah, so we hope you all got Over to you, Flair. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, we hope to. We hope you tune in next episode. Won't take too much of your time. Yeah. So KO, Flair, out. Peace. Peace. Keep it locked. Stay tuned for the next episode. Shalom. God bless. Now locked into TKC. 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 T